Imagine that it's the dead of night, and you're standing outside your tent. You're Abram, and everyone else has been asleep for hours. As you step forward, you almost step on a jerboa, a tiny rodent that hops like a kangaroo. As he hops away, you think you notice him shake his tiny little fist at you. Hmm. As you lift your head, you're startled by how clear the sky is tonight. Sometimes you try to count the stars, but tonight that task is impossible. There are so many stars visible that they seem to blend together to light up the night sky. God's last words come to mind. He said, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. God's words seem ridiculous because you don't even have one son. When you brought up that little detail to God, you know what he said? He said you were going to have a son. But how? When? As you ponder God's words, you wonder if God has noticed that you and Sarai aren't getting any younger. If you're going to have a son, then God needs to get his little plan moving along. This all just seems too impossible. You slowly whisper, Should I believe God's promise? I'm Pastor Michael, and this is Chicken and Waffles, the Bible podcast for preteens, where learning and obeying God's Word creates preteens that are unique and unforgettable, just like Chicken and Waffles. What is up, preteens? Pastor Michael here. I am so glad you are back for another episode of Chicken and Waffles. I love joining you as you're becoming unique and unforgettable by learning and obeying God's Word. But you know what one of the hardest parts of all this is? Is that I don't get to see you. Now, you may not know this, but I used to be a preteen pastor for almost 10 years. And whenever I would teach each week, because every Sunday I would teach my, my students and every Wednesday, you know, often my students could tell me afterwards, man, Mr. Michael, that was such a great story. Or Pastor Michael, I can't believe you ate that cricket. You know, yes, I did that once. I do not recommend it. It was very disgusting. But if you are loving chicken and waffles, you know, I don't ever get to hear from you. So would you or your mom or dad be willing to leave a rating or review to let me know what you're loving about listening? You know, one parent recently posted in a review that they were loving chicken and waffles as much as their kids. I love it. You know, I'm making this just for you, preteens, but every once in a while, Mom and Dad, they might find something good for them, too. So I'm glad you're along for the ride, Mom and Dad. So will you take a moment and leave a rating and review before this episode is done? Because I would love to hear what you're enjoying about chicken and waffles. You know, today we are continuing our series on Abram, and multiple years have passed. We're in Genesis 15, and God comes to Abram and tells him that he's going to protect him and that he's going to receive a great reward. Now, Abram knows God is referring to his original promise that he would make him the father of a great nation. So you know what Abram says back to God? He's like, hey, God, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? 
right? You can tell Abram's kind of struggling with that. He was very honest with the Lord there because Abram isn't dumb. He knows that if he's going to become the father of a great nation, then shouldn't that start off with at least one son? So let's see how God responds to him. Genesis chapter 15, and we're going to read verses 4 and 5. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. So let's ask our first question that we always ask whenever we're learning from Scripture. What does it mean? That's our chicken question. Now, if you're like me, you may live in a city. You know, I live in the suburbs of Memphis. And so whenever I go out and look at the night sky, you know what? I can actually count the number of stars. It's because of all the lights in the city. And so whenever you live in a city, all of the lights, the street lights and the house lights and the lamp lights and the flashlights and all the lights, they block our ability to see the stars. So you might read that and be like, well, God, that's not a big deal. That's not a whole lot of descendants because I can go out there and count like 20 stars. Not very hard. However, if you get far outside of a city, you can end up seeing two to 3,000 stars. And I'll guarantee you, you can't keep up and count all of those stars, can you? Abram was out in the middle of nowhere so he could see all of those stars. And from his perspective, God's promise was impossible. He and his wife were pretty old. He was probably around 80-ish at this point. And how could one son, even if he did have one son, produce that many descendants? And so Abram had no reason to believe God's promise because it appeared to be impossible. So would Abram believe God's promise? Because remember, just because someone's in the Bible doesn't mean that they had no choice or that they were automatically going to choose to believe and trust God. He had a choice. I imagine that Abram sat there for a moment And he thought back to all the things that God had done for him since he had met God for the first time. And he kind of pondered those. And then verse 6 says that Abram believed the Lord and that the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Meaning that Abe was right with God and the Lord was pleased with him because he heard an impossible promise from God and he believed God would honor his word. So I want you to remember our big idea today is that God's promise may seem impossible, but God is completely trustworthy. Now, what do we need to do with this? What's our second question? What should I do? That's our waffle question, because I want you to remember that learning God's word should impact the decisions I make and the actions I take. So how can I boldly tell you that God is completely trustworthy? Because that's what I just did. Well, let me tell you a story. Now, our boys, we adopted our boys a long time ago, about 10, 11 years ago. And on the day that we were to pick up our oldest son and kind of meet him for the first time, guess what? Our adoption agency called and they basically said, hey, the birth mom just informed us that your new son has a younger brother. Would you be willing to adopt him too? 
Oh, and we need to know in about an hour. <laughs> what? Yeah, that threw us for a loop, right? Because we had only prepared for one child uh, financially here at our house, you know, all those types of things. And so it threw us for a loop. But eventually we began to look to our past and we saw God's history of faithfulness with us. And so we chose to believe that God would provide for this second child, who was Daniel. And so we told them, we took an hour and a half. We did not just take an hour to make that decision. And you know what? Daniel's needs have been far greater than we would have ever imagined. You know, I've told you he's on the autism spectrum, and he didn't even learn how to talk and use words until he was over six years old. But he had that screaming down. He was an expert at that, right? But he didn't learn how to talk until he was after six. And then there was a time where he needed double eye surgery, and then we had to get an MRI on his brain once. That was fun. All throughout his life, he's needed different types of therapies like speech therapy, occupational therapy, behavioral therapy, the whole gamut. At one point, his therapy cost more than our mortgage on a monthly basis. Now, I get it. You don't know how much that is, but you can look to your mom or dad and be like, Mom, Dad, is that a lot? And they will tell you, yes, it is. But you know what God did every step of the way in his short little life? He has honored his word, and he has provided for Daniel every step of the way. You know, a phrase that Mrs. Chicken and Waffles and I say to each other is that every time Daniel has needed more, God has provided more. And you know what? It hadn't been easy the whole way. And right now, things are still can be kind of difficult and hard with him. But you know what has not changed? God's faithfulness. He has been faithful every step of the way. Now, why do I tell you that story? That's not a very kid-friendly story, right? Because as preteens, as you're getting older, you're beginning to ask more questions. When you read in Scripture and you read that, you know, Abram believed God, you're like, did that really happen? Does God still provide for us today? Does God still honor his word to people today? Can I believe what the Bible is saying? And that's why I want you to know these stories from my own life, because yes, you can. I have lived them. I have lived and seen God's faithfulness. God still helps people today, and God still makes impossible promises today, and he still honors his word. You may be wondering, does God still do impossible things? And I'm here to tell you that, yes, he does, and he is looking for people to believe his impossible promises. So here's my challenge for you today. I want you to go get a piece of paper, okay? Now, if you're in the car, going to school, do this after school. I want you to write down Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Because sometimes when God gives us a promise from his word, you know what? It doesn't necessarily make sense in our situation. But we have to believe that he is going to honor his word. Now, I want you to write down that verse, and then below it, I want you to have a little bit of fun and try and draw the Chicken and Waffles logo, okay, to remind you where you're doing this from. And then I want you to tape that piece of paper up by your bed or in your bathroom. And then the next time you're afraid or you're concerned or you're unsure of what to do or you're anxious or uncertain or whatever, I want you to go to that verse and I want you to say it out loud. I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart, and I'm not going to depend on my own understanding And then I want you to tell God that you're going to trust him. Now, 
That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. We've talked about that before in a previous episode. But God will honor his promise to provide for you what you need. Philippians 4.19 says, And this same God who takes care of me, this is Paul talking, will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. So my question for you today is, will you become someone who believes God's promises? I hope so. I hope so. Hey, thank you for joining me today. If you're loving listening to Chicken and Waffles as much as I'm loving teaching in Chicken and Waffles, will you leave a rating or review just so I can know that you're loving it and I can know what you're loving most about it? It would be great to hear from you. Hey, remember, every time you learn and obey God's Word, you're becoming unique and unforgettable, just like Chicken and Waffles. I'll see you next time.